And now, another timely and powerful message from Pastor Emmanuel Williams and Imitators of God Ministries, Colossal Vivacious Church in Tallahassee. I have a message this morning entitled, God Expects You to Run with the Horses. God Expects You to Run with the Horses. Um, By way of introduction, let me say that those of you who have spoken to me about, you know, this is election time. Amen? And I typically, and I will not get involved in, in that process, but I'll say this. Many of you, you have spoken to me and about your exhaustion with what's going on during this time. And I just want to say to you, be of good courage. Amen? Be of good courage. And, and God will strengthen your heart if you keep hoping and trusting in the Lord. Amen? You know, I'm going to share this with you quickly. Election time has always been a time full of unrest and, unfortunately, divisiveness. You know? Um, but, you know, I want you to keep your, keep, your, you know, keep, keep your heart guarded. Because after it's all said and done, we are all Christians. Amen? I want you to keep that in mind. We are all Christians. 1 Corinthians 14, 33 says, God is not the earth of confusion. That's right. Amen? So let's do our duties, respect one another, and keep serving the Lord. Is that all right? Yes. Amen? The unrest, and now coupled with COVID-19 around this time has made it even more stressful. I, I know because a lot of you, many of you called in and I've spoken to quite a few in the church and many of you have said pastor you're staying away from it yes I am because I am called to equip the church <laughs> amen, amen. <laughs> as of last night as of last night though last night over 230,000 have passed on there are people who won't be at the Thanksgiving table this Thanksgiving I know friends amen who've lost loved ones and there'll be people who won't be there at the Christmas dinner amen and the nation is in a state of, inst- of uh, instability. Um, according to one person, there is no peace inside. And this is my heart. You hear me very carefully. Every four years, we have legislators and those in government. And if we are not careful, we, we'll, we can allow them to divide us. And we shouldn't. I know that's not their aim. Amen? Are you hearing me, saints? That's not their aim, but at the end, we need to stay together. We need to stay together and respect one another. Are you getting what I'm saying? You do not know the calls I've gotten and the people who've spoken to me, but every four years, I want you to guard your heart. Amen? And keep, keep that in mind, that you're first a Christian. Praise God. And guess what? That's all I'm going to say about it, and I'm going to move right along. Uh, many of you have indicated that you are weary and exhausted and it reminded me of the Christians during Jeremiah's time. During Jeremiah's time, uh, the Christians during his time were complaining and it complaining about things that were happening back then which mirrors what we are going through right now. Don't you find it strange that Tragedy has a way of bringing us together more than we're just doing it naturally. Why? I remember vividly during 9-11, 9-11, uh, everybody, we were hugging and crying. You remember it? I know, I know exactly where I was. 
when 9-11 occurred. Nobody said, you're a Democrat, I'm not hugging you. You're a Republican, I'm not hugging you. We all hugged and cried on each other. You remember that? Can we just do that and move along? <laughs> just, just do that and move along. Jeremiah chapter 12. Can I go to Jeremiah chapter 12, verse 1 to 5? I want to read to you what was happening during that time. The Christians during that time, they were getting weary because in comparison to the unbelievers, they were not advancing socially and financially as they thought they would. How many of you can identify? Well, maybe it's only me, but that's okay. Amen. It seems like all their efforts went unseen and unrewarded. They plateaued, so to speak. Jeremiah himself joined in the complaining. And this is what Jeremiah went to the Lord and told God. He said, Righteous art thou, O Lord, when I plead with you. You know, when somebody comes to you and they tell you you're a very nice person, they have more to tell you. You know, <laughs> you know, that's what's going on here. Jeremiah called the Lord righteous. And he said, you always listen when I talk to you. Now look at, look, look at the next word, yet. It means but. He said, but. I want to talk to you about some of the things you are doing, you've done recently. Your judgments. And he's asking, why doth the way of the wicked prosper? He's asking, why are all the happy that deal very treacherously? I don't know about you, but haven't you sometimes asked yourself that question? Why does it seem like wicked people, the unsafe people are prospering? And sometimes you look at it and you get weary and exhausted if you are not careful. I guess it's me only, but that's okay. Amen. And God said to Jeremiah, how many of you thank God that he's a God who allows you to express yourself? Amen. Isaiah chapter 1 verse 18 says, come now and let us reason together. If you have something to say, God, God tells you, come and say what you got to say. I'm all right. Amen. It's okay. Mm, I'm not insecure. I'm still on the throne. <laughs> I cannot be dethroned. So have at it. <laughs> uh, so... Jeremiah said, why do wicked people prosper? Why do the treacherous people, amen, are so happy? And the question baffles. This is a question. It baffles a lot of us today. I'll tell you what, a month ago, I was on my way to church, about 7.30, 7.30, 7.45, on my way to church. And to my left, while driving, I saw hitched to a new, I think it's a Ford one, a Ford F, a new Ford F-150 or the GMC, you know the GMC van where when the, the, the back, the back just unfold and people's jaw drop. You remember that? I think it's one of them. And I looked at it, hitched, it's a new van and a new speedboat hitched to the van. And you can see it's new because the machine is partially wrapped. And I'm driving, going to church and everybody on the van dressed like they're going to the beach. So I'm going to church on Sunday morning and they're going to St. George Island. <laughs> I'm coming to church in my van, amen, and I'm saying, Lord, I hope I arrive, amen, in my van and they're going to the beach in a new van. 
How many of you, you've asked yourself, God, what's going on? And a thought crossed my mind about two months ago. The thought crossed my mind. Are you sure you're on the right side? <laughs> no, I know the thought hasn't crossed your mind. Amen? Praise the Lord. But the thought crossed, you're on your way to church. Are you with me? You might not reach because of your vehicle. Brand new vehicle on the way to the beach. Sunday morning. Are you getting what I'm saying? And the devil threw a thought at me. Are you sure you're on the right side? And I was about to say, I'm not sure. Anyhow. But <laughs> I was quiet. And that's what the people were going through back then during Jeremiah's time. They keep looking at the treacherous people. And Jeremiah is asking, why are people who've been, who are so mean? You know some folks have a mean streak. Anyhow, I'm not criticizing, but I'm just saying something. He said, why are they always so happy? Why are they always so healthy? Why isn't, why are we are the ones being harassed? The very same problem they are going through, they were going through back then, many of us. Amen? Uh, it's baffling quite a few of us. Why all that stress and having to do without? Because we serve God. Hmm? When it comes down to everything, for them it's smooth sailing. There is a disconnect. That's what Jeremiah is telling God. He continues in verse 2. He said, the reason why is because you, he's telling God, you have planted them. You, they have taken root because of you. They grow because of you. They bring forth fruit. You are near in their mouth and far from their hearts. He's saying, they are telling God, Jeremiah and the, and the Israelites, they're telling God, you are the one who've established them in their prosperity. Their hearts are far from you. Their mouths are far from you, but you still establish them in the prosperity. How many of you would agree that Jeremiah is correct? The Bible says that the rain falls on the just and the unjust. Psalm 75 verse 6 and 7 says, For promotion comes not from the east, the west, or the south. God is the judge. He lifts one and he sets the other down. You would agree that God is the one who promotes everybody. Are you with me, saints? And so Jeremiah is baffled. He's saying, men, we are in church. We are praising God. They are out there. Amen. And they don't honor you. What is going on? <laughs> They are growing in their prosperity because of you. Praise the Lord. And the verse continues. He said, Thou art near in their mouth and far from their reins. Reins, figuratively, figuratively here means their heart. It means mind or heart. He's saying, God, you are not in their minds and in their hearts. They don't honor you. Yet you are blessing them. They have no sincerity. They neglect to respect you, even though you've blessed them tremendously. How many of you, truthfully, you've asked yourself that question? You've looked around, and you've asked yourself that question. Verse 3 says, but thou, O Lord, knowest me. <laughs> he said, but God, you know me. Thou hast seen me, and tried mine heart towards thee. And then he submitted a suggestion to God. He said, pull them out. Like sheep for the slaughter. And prepare them for the day of slaughter. English, kill them. Excuse my vernacular. Kill them. He suggested to God. That's prophet Jeremiah. Anyhow. 
You know, the Bible is, is a very interesting book. The hearts of men come out. And the Holy Spirit doesn't delay in recording how we think. He records to us what Jeremiah is telling God about people whom God's love, who, whom God loves, whether they're saved or unsaved. Jeremiah said, you need to take them out. He said, I, I know that the very secret of my heart, you know my heart. He said, Lord, I have been faithful in every assignment you've given me. How many of you, you, you I'm not sure if you've told that, you've said that out loud, but, you, loud, but you, you, maybe you've thought about it. God, I've been faithful. I've honored you, amen, with my tithe as an offering. I've honored you with my time. I've honored you. What is going on? I'm in every meeting. I'm in Sunday school. All I do, I do it with my whole heart for the kingdom of God. Why are we struggling? Why? That question has baffled Christians for a long time since. And the saints back then, they were complaining. And they were getting weary and tired. I'm about to make a point I don't want you to forget. They were getting tired and weary and exhausted like many of us are today weary and tired and exhausted let me share with you this right here after tuesday november 3rd there'll be only one thing that's going to be constant and that's jesus christ the same yesterday today and forever yes. hebrews 13 8 are you with me saints yes. jesus christ the same yesterday today and forever yes. anyhow jeremiah said i need you to take them out like sheep for the slaughter and prepare them for the day of slaughter. Especially as the Bible says, and that's what I think they're thinking. The wealth of the sinner <laughs> is laid up for the just. That's what they may be thinking, you know. God, you've laid this up for us. Let's jump over to verse 5 and hear how God responded. So Jeremiah has spoken, now it's God's turn to speak. Now let me warn you, most of us cannot take what God has to say. Amen? And the reason why is because God is not employed in the um, babysitting department or the sense-enabling division. Let me say that again. Most times we express ourselves to God. And when God speaks, most times we cannot... Embrace it because God is not in the baby sitting. He's not employed. He doesn't supervise that department. The baby sitting department. And he's not in the sense enabling division. You wouldn't find him there. And this is what he said. He said to them, If thou hast run with the footmen and they have wearied thee, then how canst thou contend with the horses? And if in the land of peace wherein thou trust, they weary thee, then how will thou do in the swelling of Jordan? Let's take some time to unpack what God is saying right here. He answered in the form of a question. He said, if you run with the footmen, and they have wearied thee. Then how can you contend with the horses? I, I don't know what kind of response is that. But he's answering for question. 
And what does that, what does that have to do with what he's telling Jeremiah? Listen to what he's saying. Well, let, let me take you back a bit. During ancient times, when wars were fought, the opposing armies would first send out foot soldiers. Let me say that again. They are called footmen, foot soldiers. The foot soldier would be sent out first to attack. Who are the foot soldiers? A soldier who fights on foot, an infantryman. A person who carries out important work, but listen to me, but does not have a role of authority in an organization or field. The foot soldiers were not the toughest or sharpest soldiers. The foot soldiers were not the quickest or the swiftest soldiers. The foot soldiers were not excellently trained. The foot soldiers were noisy. But there would be many of them. They would send them out by the tens of thousands. The foot soldiers were expendable. And the duty and obligation of the foot soldiers was to distract, frustrate, overwhelm, and if possible, weaken the army they were sent to attack. Are you getting what I'm saying? The foot soldiers was a source of distraction. And listen, listen. So God was saying to Jeremiah, if foot soldiers were wearing you out, how are you going to contend with soldiers and horses? He's making a point here. He's making a point here. We could, we, we, we could answer that question literally or metaphorically because, because when, when Israel was overtaken at first, they were not overtaken first by the Chaldeans who came on horses. Anyhow, let me move forward here. How are you going to contend with soldiers on horses? How are you going to contend with the toughest and the sharpest soldiers? The quickest and the swiftest soldiers. The excellently trained soldiers. If you cannot deal with the footmen, if the footmen are wearing you out, how are you going to deal with those men who are coming on horses? And the Bible says God expects everyone here to contend with the horses. You hear me very carefully. Now, this is the implication. I don't want you to miss the, impl the implication. The implication here is, was that Jeremiah's trials would only worsen and he must be they must be prepared for them. So God was telling him, the challenges that are currently wearing you out are insignificant in comparison to what's coming. And I'm here to tell you, brothers and sisters, if the challenges that we are facing now is wearing you out, maybe it's time we evaluate where we are as Christians. Because brothers and sisters, God said, how can you contend with soldiers on horses? And he's talking about trials and testings that pales in comparison. Are you with me? The footmen are trials and testing that pales in comparison to the bigger problems in life. And he's saying, if you have been aware, if you have been wary from these little problems, how can you contend with the end with the horsemen? David said in Psalms 27, verse 13, he said, I had fainted. That's what was happening to them. He said, I'd fainted unless I had unless I had done what? <laughs> Let's go do it. 
Psalms 27, 13. He said, I had fainted unless. That's what I'm looking for. Unless. Amen. I had fainted unless I had what? Believed to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. He's saying, brothers and sisters, the little trials. And I'm going to call some footmen trials for you. I'm going to name some footmen trials. The trials and testings we think that is so great. God is calling them footmen trials. They are not horsemen trials. And God is saying if the footmen trials are taking you out, what's going to happen to you when the horsemen trials come? Because brothers and sisters, they are coming. And so God was telling to him, saying to him, stop crying. Stop complaining. Stop moaning and groaning. Your problems are just foot soldier problems. Here are a few foot soldier problems. People talking about you, foot soldier. Money's tight, foot soldier. Family not acting right, foot soldier. Being misunderstood, foot soldier. Can't find a husband this year, foot soldier. Can't find a wife this year, foot soldier. I, th I think you're getting my point, right? Overlooked on the job, foot soldier. Disrespected, foot soldier. Can't find a job as yet, <laughs> foot soldiers and, the, and they have one goal and that is to distract you overwhelm you weaken you so when the horseman comes they'll take you out quickly since you better get you better light you better listen up all these trials and testings that are coming our way these are footmen sent to us by the devil and God is telling you and I, you know what else is a footman problem? COVID-19, footman. I know some of you, let me say it again. COVID-19, footman soldier. <laughs> oh, glory be to Jesus. And I need you to understand what God was telling him. Sometimes we complain, and the things we complain about, brothers and sisters, the pills in comparison, to, in comparison to what's coming. Who knows what's coming? God is telling you and I, brothers and sisters, now is the time to get ready. Amen. Now is the time we were given a sila moment. Sila. Amen. From February to now, it's a, a partially paused moment. Many of us, we should, we should have taken that time to get, our, to get grounded in God. And you need to ask yourself, what did you do staying home all these years? I mean, months. Nervous? Complaining? You think about it. Footmen. Foot soldiers. Problems. Paul said this in Romans chapter 8 verse 37. He said, in all these things, we are more than conquerors. Through him that loved us. We, we are what? More than conquerors. Through all these foot soldiers. Is it foot soldiers I said? We are more than conquerors. Through Jesus Christ who loved us. That's just 
It came just to, just to pass. And don't allow ourselves to get upset. Don't allow these foot soldiers, amen, to distract you. Because God said, God said, I intend for you to contend with the horses. Are you with me, saints? Where God is taking you, brothers and sisters, where God is taking us is to deal with horsemen problems. Are you getting what I'm saying, saints? Now, let me share something with you. The reason why most times we have all that coming against us, amen, all these trials and testing is because we are heading in the right direction. <laughs> Ah, glory be to Jesus. Most times we don't see that, amen? But the devil sees it and he knows you are headed in the right direction. And because of that, he's just sending foot soldiers. It's just a foot soldier. Yeah. It cannot hurt you. Its aim is to distract you and overwhelm you. Do not let the devil, prop the devil's problems overwhelm you. Keep your focus. Square your back, amen? Yeah. And move forward. Yeah. Let me share with you what God is telling us quickly. How many of you know that in your own strength, you cannot fight a horseman, a soldier on a horse. You cannot fight him. But God is saying here, how are you going to contend with them? And this is what God is saying. I expect you to contend with soldiers on horses. Problems that seems to be overwhelming. And insurmountable. Are you with me? God is saying, I expect you to do that, but not in your own strength. <laughs> God is saying, there is a power you can tap into. So when, <laughs> you remembered, I, the text, I cannot remember carefully, I cannot remember fully, but remembered when, when Elijah said, when on Mount Carmel, I think, when, when fire came down and, and, and God was exalted. It hadn't rained for three and a half years. Elijah told Ahab, I hear the sound of the abundance of rain. And he told Ahab, I need you to get on your horse and your chariots and head home because it's going to rain real hard. And the Bible says, when, first what? First Kings 18. And the Bible says Ahab took off on his chariots and the power of God, the presence of God came down on Elijah and he outran Ahab on horses. That's what God is saying. There is a power. The power of the Holy Ghost we can tap into. So when these problems come, we can deal with the problems. It's the spirit of might. He's called the spirit of might. He came on Samson. And Samson took up a gate. So God is saying, brothers and sisters, why are the footmen wearing you out? Why are we allowing the footmen to wear us out? When the horsemen are coming. If you allow the footmen to wear us out, the horsemen will run us through. Did I or did I not say COVID-19, a footman soldier? Yes. <laughs> uh, glory be to Jesus. Footman. You cannot face this world and these problems in your own strength. 
and that's what God is saying. You and I, it is time we tap into a power that's higher than us. Amen. It's called the power of the Holy Ghost. He's not spoken about a lot today. But brothers and sisters, when Jesus said you can do nothing without me, he was talking about you need the power of the Holy Ghost. Are you with me? To be able to live for Jesus Christ in those last days. Are you getting me sense? Because of what's coming down the road. God expects you and I to contend with the horsemen. And I'm telling you, if you're not ready to contend with the horsemen, now is the time to get ready. Now is the time to get, get ready. Prepare yourselves. Let's prepare ourselves to be able to fight with the horsemen. And you ask what I'm talking. You ask, you, you ask, Pastor, what are you talking about? When you say about, what, what are you talking about? Or what are you referring to when you, you say the horsemen? I'm talking about sickness and diseases like cancer. Yes. No, that's a horseman. Yes. <laughs> and if you don't have the power of the Holy Ghost in you to run over that cancer, uh, uh, yeah, his name is Didi. He came here. He was here last Sunday. He wasn't there. You hear me carefully. He came here last Sunday. He was not. He's not here this Sunday. Well, three months ago, he came here. He had cancer in his head. I'm not sure if you remember. He cancer in his head. We call him down. He came forward. And we laid hands on him. We prayed for him, I think, 20, 15, 20, because he was crying. A young man, how old is he, 30, 30 something? 36 years old. Came down here, cancer in his head three months ago. And then a week after we laid hands, we placed oil on his head. The Bible says, and I'm saying this because brothers and sisters, I need you to understand God's word never return void. The Bible says in James 5, chapter 14 it says that the prayer you, you need to go to james chapter 5 yes it says is there any sick amongst you is there any sick amongst you then if there is any sick amongst you let him call for thee who, who came up with that idea god did it has nothing to do with a human being. god because of his goodness decided because he's ordained elders excuse me and ministers in the church are you with me all you have to do in obedience is get up and come forward they will what they will do they will what pray over you anoint you with oil in the name of the lord and what's going to happen verse 15 says Verse 15, and the prayer of faith yes. shall save. The word savior means make whole yes. the sick, and the Lord shall raise him up. Yes, yes, yes. That's what happened to Didi when he came here. I wish he was here this morning. And he came, he, we prayed for Didi. I called him, I was here praying one day. The Lord said to me, call him. And when I called him, he was, he was crying, broken. And I said, Didi, we prayed. I said, don't you speak against what we prayed about. I said, cry if you have to. Roll if you have to. Kick and scream if you have to. But never said that's not working. Some of us take, some of us will listen to other people and we let them talk us into simple Bible truths. The Bible says in Proverbs 18, in Proverbs 18, 21, death 
and life lies in the power. Can you back up to verse? Let's go to verse 20. Let's go to verse. Can you go to Proverbs 18? You see, these are simple Bible rules to deal with horsemen. And we neglect them. Mm, it says here, a man's belly shall be satisfied with what? The fruit of his mouth. Since it matters what we say. When you're fighting the horsemen, it matters what you say. Don't let anybody talk you out of that. It says here, and with the increase of his lips, he shall be filled. The more you talk good, you'll get good. The more you talk trash, you'll get trash. And then the conclusion is verse 21, death and life. So when you speak, you could either speak life or what? Death. death. I told you, don't you ever speak death. Don't you ever say anything against what we prayed. I said, can you do that for me? He said, me. He said to me, yes. Well, fast forward. I saw him here last Sunday. And I'm looking, at him, I'm looking at him and I'm saying, this is the guy we prayed for. Why does he have such a smile on his face? Came up to me and said to me, he was healed from the crown of his head to the soles of his feet. <laughs> Are you getting what I'm saying? Uh, 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 Minister Dean's father from New York. And I'm, uh, these are live examples. Are you with me? These are people we know. I'm not talking about somebody we do not know. We are talking about horsemen problems. His father came, had problems in his feet, right? For years, could not walk. One Sunday, the Lord moved and he came. Mm -hmm. And hands were laid on him. We do not know, but hands were laid on him exactly what the, where the problem was. I'm not sure who laid hands on him. Anyhow, we had a few elders at the front. I asked them to lay hands. And somebody laid their hands exactly where he had the problem. Huh? Yeah, exactly where he had the problem. We prayed. The next time I saw Dean's dad, totally healed. No limp. In his, are you getting what I'm saying, saints? The, I'm, I'm saying there are some there are some things you cannot deal with in your own strength. It is the power of the Holy Spirit. That's what God is telling us today. If these little problems wear you out, how can you contend with horsemen? Horsemen problems. I don't know about you. I've met people. Who told me, Pastor, I'm not sure how my family is going to come back together. That's a horseman problem. Yes. Pastor, I have an ailment in my body. I was just told by the doctor. I don't know how I'm going to get healed. That's a horseman problem. And God is saying, he expects us to contend with it. Don't overlook it. Don't run from it. How are you going to contend with it? Tell us, say, Father, I'm going, to, I'm going to get ready to contend with it. Say, Father, I'm going to get ready to contend with it. The time, I might, you might not be able to call your pastor. Let me say that again. My pastor before said to me, son, you might not be able to call me every time. You need to learn how to depend on the Holy Ghost. Are you with me? <laughs> because the Holy Ghost is for all of us. Nobody has a monopoly on the Holy Ghost. He said, I'll do my best. Call me, but if I don't answer, you got the Holy Ghost. I have to pray for you, and I have to pray for you, ma'am. You and you. Glory be to Jesus. Hallelujah. There are some horsemen problems. 
There are some horsemen problems. We need to take care of today. Amen. Are you with me? Today, that song freedom was being sang. And I saw both of you, I saw both of you being set free today. I'm not saying that you're bound in any way. But I'm saying the devil has some way, somehow. Glory be to Jesus. Try to get you wrapped up or try to get you distracted with husband problem. Thinking that you don't have help. The devil is a liar. We are going to deal with it today. Amen. Because we, are, we know how to tap into power. And stay the hands of the devil. Yes. Yes. Enough is enough. Yes. Are you with me? Sometimes you have to tell the devil no more. Yes. Amen. We've allowed you to encroach enough. Yes. Today I'm turning things around. Can you come quickly before I forget? Can you come quickly? Glory be to Jesus. I know we have communion. Blessed be. I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what I'm going to do. Let's take communion. Amen. Let the body of Christ. Amen. Let the communion get into your body. And then on that anointing. Praise God. We'll pray for you. Is that alright? Both of you. I need to pray. Uh, Joel. I need to pray Joel chapter 2 verse 25 and 26 over you. In verse 25 and 26. God said you shall never be ashamed. Amen. I'm going to pray that over both of you. Glory be to Jesus. Are you with me? Blessed be the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. I'll tell you what. Let's get ready to take the communion quickly. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Glory be to Jesus. Amen. Brothers and sisters, it is time to get ready. Amen. To contend with the horses. Glory be to Jesus. The horses, the horsemen are coming. And it's time that we get ready, get ourselves together so we can contend with the horses because God expects you to run with the horses. Amen. God expects us to run with the horses. Can we? Glory be to Jesus. Hallelujah. Blessed be the name of the Lord. How if the foot soldiers wear you out. How can you contend with the horses? I can because I've learned to tap in the power of the Holy Ghost. Amen. God is a good God. Hallelujah. Foot soldier problems. I can deal with that. Amen. I'm not going to be distracted. I'm not going to be overwhelmed. Glory be to Jesus. But I'm going to deal with it. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Please take time to meditate on the Word and let it sink into your heart and soul and mind today. Knowing that the Christian who meditates on the Word will be like a tree planted by the water, bringing forth fruit in its season and prospering in all that he does. But what if you aren't a Christian today? What if you don't know if you're bound for heaven as a forgiven child of God? If that's you, then let's take care of it right now if you're ready. Do you believe that Jesus died for your sins? Are you ready to be forgiven of your sins and washed clean and made new? Are you ready to begin your new life in Christ? Then turn to God right now and say, Lord, I love you. I need you. I repent of my sins. Lord, please forgive me and wash me clean. I receive your forgiveness right now as I put my faith in Jesus as my Savior. God, please lead me and teach me and show me how to live from now on. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. And if you're looking for a good church family, you'll be welcomed with open arms at Imitators of God Ministries, Colossal Vivacious Church in Tallahassee, located at 4750 Capital Circle Southeast near Tram Road. Sunday school begins for all ages at 10 a.m. and the morning service begins at 11. And the Wednesday evening service begins at 7. This is a life-giving, multicultural, multi-generational church where people of all races, backgrounds, and walks of life 
come together to worship, to be inspired in their love for God, to develop relationships, and to be empowered to live out God's purpose for their lives. Find more information on their website, imitatorsofgodministries.com, or call the church, 850-408-8496.